Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 1079. No Professor today. It's Friday, which basically means we aren't going to see Tony Kirk for the remainder of the summer on Friday afternoons because he's a man of leisure and he needs his time off. After all, he only had an entire week off last week, but he's uh, he's gone today. In his place, for those on Facebook, you just saw him slide into the chair. The oh, uh, you can get up there close to that. You know how that works. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it is, uh, and I love the uh, the attire today. Joey Bauman repping the Broncos today. Yes, sir. Nice. What's that all about? I mean, I know you're a Bronco fan, but it's what? it's summer. It's if it's I'm, early. If I'm being honest, I was covered in mud about 20 minutes ago, <laughs> so I had to rush into the closet and grab something. And I thought. You know what? This is kind of the theme of, of recent times and yeah. what's going on in sports. So I thought, yeah, I'll put it on. First of all, it's good to see you. It's great to be here. Covered in mud. What were you doing today? Uh, irrigation. Uh, we had some bro- broken pipes. Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> so. All right. So I think I've told you the story. When I was in high school, between high school and college, I worked on a golf course at a country club in Racine, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And over the like three summers, three years, I ended up working there. One of the years was inside kitchen crew had to do you know maintenance cleanup stuff. Ugh. Two of the years though were out on the course, and I can't tell you. I, I don't know how you guys water now. We used to have, of course, the the old pumps, different sides of the course. Had to make sure you had enough heads on ready to go because they were the you have to put on heads, not the pop ups. Right. And if you had you know too much water pressure and not enough sprinklers going, you blew lines. It's very similar to what we have. <laughs> <laughs> New Haven has the oldest irrigation. I, I shouldn't say that. I don't know what you know uh, Northridge or TCC has, but um, it is an old irrigation old system. irrigation system. Really, so same kind of deal. We luckily we have they've we've got boxes that do turn them on electronically, okay. right. but otherwise that's basically what you. Oh do. no, we had to drive around. I have to I have to make sure that pressure points stay even throughout right. the That's right. And you know, that's a constant watering thing and you know a, a big issue for us is in the in the summer fairways don't get watered. Um, oh, you don't water them at all. We try to. We're working on it. Uh, <laughs> so it's not an intentional thing. <laughs> we have we have a pump from 1985, oh, I think. Oh no. And uh, and so just trying to keep that up, make sure the greens stay good and but I'll say this, right now it's I, I'm really excited driving around the course today. I'm oh, we had a great rain this morning. Oh, 
I have found that God will take care of it Which if I, I just <laughs> give it to him and pray a lot that I'll, uh, I'll do what I can. Just don't ask for that in July because you're not going to get that or August. I know. But, <laughs> stay but you know what? June, you'll still get some of that love. Yep. That's yep. right. <laughs> now, do you guys water at night? Uh, it depends on nighttime watering. That's what we used to have to do. Fairways, you will. Yeah. Greens, you won't just because you want to avoid fungus. Right. So, um, you know, greens, you got to be real particular about what time you start watering them, but uh fairways you can pretty much water anytime and i've gone out and started watering at you know one o'clock in the morning yeah. and you know for about three or four hours you just kind of turn on heads and get it going and that's what we well, do that's what i've done yeah i'll tell you what as beautiful as golf courses are in the day they're creepy at night they just <laughs> yeah, are they're creepy at night well yeah you got all those little eyes and, yeah you know, oh, i know running around and yeah it uh yeah, we we have more in common than that's, I that's ever right. knew. I mean, I'm learning a lot about this. No, no, didn't but, didn't like nighttime. I mean, it, it was the job, yep. and you had to do it. Yeah, but didn't like. Mm-mm. No, it's you know when you start mowing, you know about four o'clock, uh, snakes are always oh yeah kind that's of fun. crossing paths and yeah. everything. So that was my biggest fear the first couple of years was I always ran into snakes when I was mowing greens. And now it's kind of, it's not so much. I think it's because we have all these geese out there now. I think they're taking care of the snakes. Harmless but. snakes or venomous snakes? I don't hang out long enough to find out. <laughs> I'm not, I don't ask them. Nice answer. <laughs> I learned I can't say poisonous. It's venomous. venomous they're not poisonous. Right. Well, you want to be. They're yeah, venomous. Right. I'm not that educated, so. No, well, <laughs> I, I got corrected about that, and it scarred me. I never make that decision, that, that mistake again. They're all evil to me. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Anyway, it's Joey Bowman who's hanging out with us this hour. Coming up at 5.30 this afternoon, we're going to get a couple of minutes with, um, with Tom Parsons. It's like golf theme day today. We got Joey in here. We're going to have Tom on the phone at 5.30. Golf USA is closing shop. And Tom's going to come on probably for the last time. We'll get a chance to visit with him as an owner-proprietor of a, a very important part of the Texarkana golf community. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, I, was, I was really sad to hear that that was going on because, I mean, Tom's regripped my clubs since I've been here. And, um, you know, I've always gone to him for advice on what to stock up on, sure. where you keep in a pro shop. And uh, he's been – he's an amazing business owner, and he's, he's – kept a staple for Texarkana for years you need to run down there and grab all you can well it's yeah (laughs) I know if if I've got time (laughs) put some stuff aside for Joey yeah no kidding and uh since we were talking as the golf theme and we'll come back to the big golf discussion here in a minute but uh um Jason Epinette and I spent a couple minutes yesterday texting this weekend was Ethan's first professional appearance as a uh, as a pro golfer it's amazing isn't it crazy um, how many years ago was it we were out at your place and we had uh jason and ethan out there and i mean it's been a minute in 2010 oh my uh, gosh 11. really it's been a long time see uh, uh ethan grew up in the first t program right that's right and uh, and so i got to know him and his family and jason and everybody through that and uh, the kid was he was very talented from a young age yeah. i mean and what was great was the family put so much into it and they saw that and recognized that and they supported him and it really was fun to watch that family do so many great things and and really push him towards uh towards some great things right now and i'm really excited for him he didn't have a great debut uh, and i you know talking to jason before they teed off yesterday because jason's carrying his his, his bag and was nervous as heck. Mm-hmm. And they had a afternoon tea time yesterday. And again, Ethan didn't shoot very well yesterday. And when Jason and I talked about it last night, he was like, "Yeah, nerves." He said, "I think nerves got him. He didn't have a great first round." Mm-hmm. And that 
was totally understandable. They're up in, in Fort Smith at the uh, United Way Classic, and uh, he didn't make the cut, but he'll make the cut plenty of times in the future. This is the worst one. It's getting that first one and the nerves and seeing the guys around you who are pros now as well, and you're trying to – It's I can imagine how intimidating today and yesterday was. Absolutely. it's uh, Golf is that way. I mean, you, you go from level to level, and every time you go up, you're reminded of – Oh my gosh, I'm I'm just a, a small fish, That's and right. then you try to build up and get bigger and bigger, and then again you're reminded you're a small fish, and um, you know that's it, it's amazing. I, I would imagine it's tough to have your dad on the bag, but at the same time, you know they've done this together for so long right. that um, that's just awesome. But uh, and I, and they may get to a time where Ethan says, "I need a I need a different caddy," just because that change of I'm I'm not a kid anymore. I'm a man, and I'm going to do this myself. And that's got to be a hard conversation to have with your dad. Like I need somebody else to care. And not that it's I don't want you out there. It's just my nerves are different when you're there. Absolutely. It's well, and and you know nobody knows Ethan swing better than Jason. Than Jason, is I mean, no question. Or what to hit, when to hit it, how to play it. Um, so it's I think it'll be amazing to see what he does with Jason on the bag without him or or however that goes on but I think he's he's going to do some amazing things. You mentioned taking that next step forward at each level you go to. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw Zach Fisher who made that attempt to go professional and just how difficult that became. We're seeing Ethan trying it now. I think down the road we're going to see Thomas Curry doing it from mm-hmm. Texas High. I think he's going to be a potential professional golfer. Um I, you just have to wonder how shaken your confidence gets when you're used to being the guy and all you're struggling to make a cut or you're watching guys outdrive you, outchip you, outputt you while you're still learning and growing. How much of a kick in the confidence it has to be to watch those guys? It, it is. It, honestly, a lot of that game comes with maturity and you realize this isn't about, you know, I'm being out out driven or out chipped or out anything because once you once you learn how to be a ball striker and once you get into that level you go okay i can keep up with anybody and it's just a matter of harnessing your emotions um taking your birdies and bogeys with the same composure and learning to be a mature adult far earlier than probably what you're supposed to be yeah um but it's really it's just a mental factor and that's why they say golf is so mental because you don't it's not a it's not like football you go out there and go man these guys are fast right man these guys are you know it's amazing how they hit the ball and this or that once you start striking the ball and and you've played in competitive tournaments and you you've developed that that self-confidence um there's there's not a whole lot that that strikes you from that really yeah it just it doesn't knock you off your pedestal. You say being mature about it, understanding I don't need to try to get a birdie every hole. Sometimes a par is the best play. Sometimes a bogey is the best play. I know Jason, uh, Ethan rather, had a nine on one mm-hmm. yesterday. And you, you know, looking at that, you're going, oh, that's that's the killer right there. Going, You don't know, I don't know if he hit it in the water or what he did, but you you, you try to avoid the nines. You That's, that's the killer. Right. Well, I, more than more than trying to birdie a hole or bogey a hole know how to take what the golf course gives you exactly so if if you end up with a nine walk away going okay you know next hole and you just you have to drop emotion there's there is well, no that's hard it is but 
every golfer listening right now understands what I'm talking about. When you, you have no emotion, you literally drop everything and go, okay, now I got to focus on my shot. How do I pin place this? How do I do this? You hope for the birdies, but you don't react to anything. And once you can harness that and, and drop all that emotion and all that up and down that life gives us and all that, it's amazing what you can do as a golfer. And I hope that Ethan does that. It's Joey Bauman you're listening to. He's hanging out with us for the, uh, for the hour today. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a couple of minutes. We certainly want to talk about the big news in golf this week and uh, get your take on the PGA versus the, uh, the Live Golf series that's uh, going on right now. It may be the biggest war in golf in forever. We'll take the break. We're going to come right back. Leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor. Well, Zach and Bauman today. We'll take it. Ah, <laughs> here on Leaving the Yard. You stick around. We're coming right back. 107.9 The Fan. No, no, not back to Liberty Island Baseball. That's not what I was looking for. But it's okay. We're back anyway. Chuck, Zach, and uh, Joey Bowman with us uh, this afternoon as we hang out here in the Michelob Ultra Fan Cave. 903-735-9905 is the number. We're going to be on that phone in about uh, 13, 14 minutes because Tom Parsons from Golf USA is going to join us. And I hate to say last time. I mean, he could come on again. I hope I he does. I just don't think he will. I just, this is probably it. to go off doing something else. Well, yeah. I... I so are they just shutting down completely? He's going to tell us. He's okay. I, I don't want to I don't want to speak for him. Yeah. Cuz I I kind of asked him that and he gave me kind of sort of the answer but if I if I do all that then there's no point in having him on. Well, it's it's been great for everybody to have a place to go for all golf, attire, everything. Yes. All right. PGA LIV. We got 17 golfers that the PGA yesterday basically said, you're banned. You made the decision to go take Saudi money and go play on this new tour, and I'm assuming they're going to play probably around Europe, Middle East, and you are no longer welcome at PGA events. Now, some of these guys like Phil are past their prime already, and while he's a nice personality and he probably has some draw for golf fans. I don't know that he hurts the tour if Phil's not golfing. However, a lot of the other guys potentially start to open up the wound of, well, Dustin Johnson's pretty significant. Mm -hmm. Bryson DeChambeau, while he hasn't been great this last year, Mm -hmm. certainly was a a big name, if not a big driver. Um, Maybe Brooks Koepka's happy, but but DeChambeau... (laughs) Patrick Reed. I mean, there's a handful of guys, international guys like Sergio Garcia, Ian Poulter. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are guys that you typically would have seen at the Masters, at the PGA Championship. I mean, they're not nobodies. I, right. I I don't I don't necessarily know if I understand where the PGA is coming from about it's either us or them. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to throw it at you a little bit and tell me which side of this are you on. You know, it's it's really hard, and I, I tried to do some research. You know, you had, we had talked about this and coming on and talking about it, and I thought, yeah, I really want to dive into this a little bit. So the, I think the PGA has to look at it and go, okay, if it was anybody else, if the European Tour, if 
anybody other any other tour came in and said, "Hey, we want to offer these guys to play in some tournaments." It's not like we're taking them away from the the opens, the masters, the you know the the majors. And they have the opportunity now to go play on those tours, don't they? Like if there's a guy who wants to go play on the European tour, mm-hmm. he's an American, but he's like, "Yeah, I really like the course in you know pick your place Scotland." Yeah. I'm going to go play this week there instead of playing at the Who Cares Open. They do it all the time. So, all right. So, we already know they cross-pollinate where that's concerned. All right. So, drawing the line there is a dash of, and I hate using hypocrisy with the PGA because they're- Really? Why? (laughs) Well, it's it's such a great established organization that, you know, has has really cultured so much of American uh, sports, youth, everything through golf- um, and the, the PGA is an incredible organization, but they've, they kind of, you know, they're, they're doing both sides here, you know, and they can't play both sides. Well, they and, are. Um, what they're doing with the live tour or the live tour or whatever it's called, you know, all these different ideas, you know, is it sports washing? Is it, um, you know, these guys leaving for money? Is it greed? Is it, you know, all these different ideas. It doesn't really matter. And at the end of the day, what everyone needs to look at is go, okay, what's best for golf around the world, which we have to look at now because as, as much as, you know, we want to be part of, you know, we need to keep everything at home and in America and this and that, but it's a global world. But does the PGA need to care about that? I think does they, the PGA need to care about global golf? I think they've been caring about global golf. I mean, you look at the Ryder Cup and what the, you know, the energy that they've put into that Fair and the enough. energy that they've put into – the European tours and uh, grooming these uh, these golfers from other countries and the PGA. If if you think they haven't groomed some of these golfers from other countries, then then you know, you're probably not looking at it the right way. But um, it's about world golf, and the PGA needs to sit there and go, okay, well, let's open this up and let's compete with them. So, were we just making this a geopolitical thing of you taking money from a nation that has a bad human rights record Mm -hmm. and we're going to make this be about that and you can't play there? Yeah, it's it's just like, you know, any kind of election. You can twist it any way you want. You can twist everybody's actions. You can twist everything. So um, I think they need to not make it a political thing. Because it puts everybody in an awkward spot. These guys want to go play golf. They got offered the highest dollar to go play golf somewhere else. Bottom line. So PGA, either one, try to compete with that. I don't like the inflation of sports anyway. I mean, when you talk about a quarterback getting $250 million and all of these crazy things that are happening, it's like we're we're inflating so many things that it's just, it's crazy. Yeah, but it's capitalism. And that's the free market. Mm-hmm. And if the market's going to pay a quarterback two hundred and fifty million dollars, then that's what they're worth. Mm-hmm. If the Saudis are going to play, going to pay uh, uh, Phil Mickelson whatever number they're paying him, well, in his mind and in their mind, that's what he's worth. Absolutely. The PGA may not be able to compete with that dollar amount because those are guaranteed monies they're paying them. Right. It's not like you're getting prize money. It's you come here and play. We're writing you a check for showing up, which we have seen some countries, mainly in the Middle East, who have done this before, where they've offered individual golfers a big check to come there and play. Mm-hmm. It it ups the profile. Cutter, I believe, had done that for years. It mm-hmm. ups the profile. It gives a worldwide attention to a, a country, a course, a, a whatever that they may not have had before. I want you to come. I'm paying you a, a, an appearance fee, basically. Right. It, it, you're right. It is capitalism, and it is, I mean... 
go to the highest bidder and yep. figure it out and go from there. So it's just it's become so escalated that it's hard to even fathom that, you know, that the loser of a tournament's going to make you know almost $200,000. But at the same time it it, it is what it is. That's what, they, that's what they say they're worth. It'll be interesting to see. I don't know if you saw but they came out with the team names. Oh, I didn't see. Yeah, well, I, I saw it a little bit in the scoring yesterday. The the goofy looking whatever they had next to it. So, uh, you know, applying some of these philosophies to it, it'll be interesting to see how that actually competes with the PGA and and the class and um structure of the pga okay so bigger questions is this sustainable can the saudis they've grabbed 17 golfers or 17 have been banned by by the pga Mm -hmm. is 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 there a group of pga golfers sitting back right now watching this go on and as you said they're going to play this weekend and somebody's going to finish low in the on the leaderboard Mm -hmm. and they're going to walk out with a check that paid for their gas money mm-hmm. and their hotel room mm-hmm. and about nothing else. And they're looking across the ocean going, you know what? If I'll go over there, it's not about winning it. It's about I'm not struggling to make a living doing this. Do you think this becomes more or do you think the PGA has thrown down the gauntlet and a lot of American golfers don't want to lose the ability to play here? Honestly, I think that this is going to become something like the FedEx Cup. Okay. Now, it's not sponsored by the PGA. It's not sponsored. But I think it's going to be more of an event or a series of events that leads to something. And the PGA will lay down and go, okay, well, we can we can coexist. Really? And they're going to have to. I mean, one, I don't think it's sustainable for the Live Tour. There's a lot of Saudi money. That's, well, <laughs> there's a whole other political that's, argument that we get into. There's a lot this, of oil being moved around this world. Which, you know, I'm trying to say with the sports thing. No, I get it. But, but it, I think this is part of it, though. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of money out there. Mm-hmm. It may be sustainable for longer than we think. As long as there's oil in the ground, right. they may be able to continue to sustain this. And, again, in a geopolitical world, who in the Middle East unlike sticking it to the United States once in a while? Because I think that's kind of what's happening here as well. How many things have lasted long term in the Middle East? Sand. <laughs> there you go. Well, <laughs> unless everybody's playing out of bunkers, I think that we're going to be going. <laughs> it's a whole new par three course, huh? It's right. just bunkers everywhere. A whole new idea. Yeah. But, you know, I just think that there's it's going to be a cool event and i and i applaud them for putting it on i think it's it's a way to get competition in a different level it's just like what they do with the uh that new football yeah. league usfl yeah so you know all of this is just an attempt at yeah they're trying to compete well and i've heard this and i don't know how, as you were looking at stuff a lot of the pga golfers who have flirted with the live tour have in effect said we can't get the pga to pay attention and listen to us that we've got concerns and issues about the way the sport's being run at the PGA level, and not necessarily at the top, mm-hmm. but at the lower levels. We talked about Ethan Epinette playing in his very first professional tour today. That's the place where PGA golfers are saying stuff's not flowing downhill as well as it should be for these golfers who are struggling to make a living coming up at the lower level tours. Right. Well, it's... Uh, Coming in into golf, I'd sit there and go, it's so nice that you have to work so hard to do this. It's nice that you have to you know, become this new level. 
So yeah, these lower level professionals, earn your keep, work hard at it. It's just like running a golf course. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many days I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what was going on and I didn't have anybody to turn to. And you just try to grind it out. And hopefully you get to a point where you've learned something, you're a better person for it, you're more mature, you're a better parent, adult, human, whatever. Yeah, but you're not at the bottom level of an organization that's making hundreds of millions or billions of dollars a year. No, but I still think that there's a certain level of, you know, earn your way up. Well, that's true. So, you know, as much as they want to say it, a lot of those people, I agree that wealth should be spread out a little bit. Okay. But then you go from, okay, well, we just talked about that golf has now become this capitalist right. organization. Right, oh, well, no because, question. But now we want to spread the wealth, so sure. now it's more of a socialist. Well, but, but do you, I think it's not so much spread the wealth as much as it is make sure there's a sustainable amount down at the lower levels so those guys are not like minor league baseball players where we hear that there's 20 of them living in a you know apartment together because they can't even afford to pool if they don't pool their money they can't afford to live right i think that's part of what the pga golfers are talking about it's not spread the wealth that everybody gets the same amount it's that there needs to be more down low so those guys have a chance to actually you know have a life while they're trying to do this sport well and the hard part is a lot of those guys want better payouts the, the problem is not at the better payouts. And once they go down into it and you look at organizations like the First Tee and you try to get kids and people involved in golf and learning about it at a young age and give them the opportunity to go, hey, we're going to sponsor you through these tournaments, that's where it starts. But they want better payouts for, hey, you know, I made the tour, I got through college, and I'm on. So, you know, this is – they want something that, that I think needs to start even further back. There you go. All right. Great conversation. You added a lot to what I think I know about this, which I didn't know very much. So even if you added anything, I had to research. <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy, is it? No. It's crazy. Who thinks we're? Who knew we we're going to talk about this for sports? Right? right. This is work. I know, right? All right. Tell you what, we're going to talk to uh, Tom Parsons next. We're going to take a quick, quick break. It's uh, about five thirty. So uh, back in a couple, we'll talk to the owner of Golf USA when we come back. You're on leaving the yard. On Texarkana. Did you know there are 52 Arkansas State Parks? Yep, one for every week of the year. Not that we expect you to visit all 52 state parks here, but you could if you wanted to, starting this week. So whether you like to hike, canoe, swim, fish, or just relax, all 52 Arkansas State Parks are open and ready for your visit. Pick your park, your place to stay, and plan your next adventure, all at ArkansasStateParks.com. Brought to you by this station and the Arkansas Broadcasters Association. When times get dark, we can't see the help that's all around us. Maybe you're not sure how you'll make rent, or you lost your job. When you don't know where to turn, let 211 be your guiding light. Our guides are ready to connect you with the help you need. 211, how can I help you? Call or visit 211.org. 211, get connected, get help. A message from United Way and the Ad Council. It is 33 minutes after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Chuck, Zach, Joey bombing in today and uh, hopping on the Sonic Hotline. Is, uh, I, tell you, I hate to say old. Can I say old Tom, old friend, Tom Parsons? Uh, you can, I mean, because uh, you are. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm older. Yeah. You're old. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, I, I thought it was you, but I mean, hey, it, it's probably me too. No, I think <laughs> it's probably both. You're probably right. Tom Parsons joining us this afternoon uh, from Golf USA, and uh, I'm I'm sad today. I don't want to have you on today because of the reason we're having you on. But uh, we, we need to at least acknowledge just how big of a part of Texarkana and the golfing community, Golf USA, and you have been. And so I'll start with that, and I'll ask you, what's going on? What's the deal? Uh, you know, so basically I've uh, had some other opportunities that I've taken advantage of over the last, say, six years. And uh, we've grown several of uh, our deals uh, pretty good. and. Um, you know, I felt like it was time to slow down just a little bit, being that I've been in the golf business here for uh, over 29 years. And uh, so I, I had to kind of make a choice, and the opportunities were right uh, for us. So we, you know, unfortunately we had to choose the golf store was the uh, was what we really felt like we needed to shut down to help, help us kind of slow down and enjoy life a little bit more. Uh-huh. So... Uh, how hard is this decision? Uh, it's tough. I mean, uh, you know, obviously you've had a full career doing something that you enjoy. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's not an easy decision because I'm very connected to Golf USA. I mean, uh, I was talking to another store owner the other day, and it's uh, even though I won't be an open and running store, I'll still believe Golf USA. And uh, obviously I, I know so much about equipment and so forth that, uh, it'll it'll be something that I miss, but uh, hey, that you know, there's other things that I'll enjoy, such as you know, two days in a row off, which I haven't had in 30 years. <laughs> You'll actually golf uh, now instead of just <laughs> selling it. They get to play golf, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing is is uh, I I haven't had much time for myself, um, and my precious time off that I've had, I've always spent with my family, so. Uh, hey, uh, I'm going to get to do some of those things that I like to do. So uh, looking forward to it. You have grandkids yet? Uh, no, no, not yet. Uh, uh, hopefully soon, but not yet. See, so you're, you're in the boat I'm in. That's where, where everything starts to change. I just had my first one in November that I'm going to go see in Croatia next month. But, but it all changes once grandkids start showing up. Yeah. <laughs> well, you start thinking about time, right? And uh, everybody is uh, so running, pressed for money, uh, and uh, eventually, money is a, a little less important, and time is far more important. And uh, so that's that's kind of where we are. Same thing with spending time with your grandchildren and uh, family and so forth. Uh, you you want to do as much of it as you possibly can. So, so. go go back twenty nine years for me and talk about kind of the motivation of what got you to opening up the golf USA and, and doing what you've done. Walk, walk me through the origin, the, you know, evolution of this. So, uh, basically, uh, what had happened was, is, uh, uh, my stepfather had basically retired and they decided to move up onto some family land in, uh, Horatio. And, uh, they moved from uh, Dallas Fort Worth and avid, avid golfers, uh, both him and my mother. And uh, I had played since I was eight, come up and visit my grand grandparents who lived in just outside of Horatio. I played Little River every time I came up, and uh, that's where I learned how to play golf. And 
so long story short, they moved up here, average golfers, and realized there was no place to buy golf equipment. And, uh, you know, here he's trying to find his favorite golf ball, and he can't. And uh, next thing you know, we're in the retail golf business up here. So, <laughs> Wow. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, quite, quite a uh, culture change. I mean, obviously growing up in Arlington, uh, moving to Texarkana, it's a, a big change, but uh, good. I mean, I've, we've enjoyed uh, raising our daughter uh, and uh, the school system and uh, everything uh, that the community's had to offer uh throughout that time and uh i mean hey we're not going anywhere we're just not going to be in the retail business here anymore so sam i'm not going to be in retail what 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 i can you tell us what you're going to be doing yeah no so we've been in the uh uh, customization and decoration business for uh, logo work for different companies uh for about six years now and that business has really grown to be you know four to five six times what the golf business has been for us and uh, so we have bought some property outside of town. Uh, bought uh, with it. It had a super nice barn on it that's finished out, heated and cooled. And our home is on the property. So basically, uh, we'll hop in the Ranger and take a minute drive to to work every every morning. So, uh, uh, but basically, we're in the logo business. We put logos on anything and everything, and we sell it. So. Uh, it's been it's been real fun. I enjoy it. It gives me uh, a chance to take advantage of the creativity that uh, is needed to do all that stuff. So. Nice. Excellent. Well, I know you're going to be hugely missed in the golfing community as you've watched this over three decades. Uh, how have you seen growth here in Texarkana for the game? Uh, I mean, it's, it's ebb and flow. Uh, uh, obviously, there's been times to where we've had a lot of golfers. Uh, I know when we opened up in town, it seemed like Texarkana Country Club had somewhere in the neighborhood of 700 members, and Northridge Country Club had somewhere in the neighborhood of five, 550. Uh, obviously, that's quite a bit different right now. Uh, but uh, we, I think we have every bit as many golfers uh, in the community now as we did uh, when, if not more, uh, when we opened up, uh, and I think the golf game, uh, uh, industry, and I think Joey will attest to it is, is as healthy as it's ever been. Uh, plenty of people looking to get out and play the game. So, yeah, uh, absolutely. I agree. It, uh, I'll, I'll say this. It, it, it was kind of sad to, to hear that one, you've always helped me out so much with, you know how to be involved in golf and how to be uh part of the community and uh and then also just kind of you know hey here's what works here's what doesn't let me help you out with you know club gripping and you know, we didn't even want to get into that so i just i always told everybody call tom <laughs> so it yeah. <laughs> uh it's gonna be it'll be a sore thing to not be able to tell everybody to go over there and see you and um and i just want to say thank you for all the help and and guidance you've given me over the years and and uh you know kind of welcoming me into the golf community being an out of out of stater as well when i came in here so um oh no i mean uh we've loved uh loved having you here uh i tell you it's uh, you've been such a blessing for uh uh new haven and uh uh, now oak grove also uh the work that you do out there is awesome uh and uh, you've definitely elevated that uh golf 
out at those areas and the quality of golf um, at both places, uh, it's it's been great. So I, I appreciate your kind words, and but it's a feeling's definitely mutual. Well, so. I, I'm assuming you're about to liquidate uh, assets inside the store. Yes. Yeah. So we've uh, we started our liquidation the first of June. Uh, I, I I know that we'll run until the latest twenty uh, seventh of June. Uh, so we've had a bunch of people coming in and taking advantage of these super deep discounts that we're doing. Uh, yesterday we just had our first uh, price cut from our original price cut. So uh, we've got even better prices going on right now. And uh, uh, you know the goal is to clean out as much as we can. And uh, obviously we'd love the community's help with that. So. I will be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see you in a bit. <laughs> yes, sir. Back up the trailer to the store and get what he can. Absolutely. I'll tell you, some of the most yeah. fun times Tony and I had were, were doing the uh, the Moonlight Madness sales that you guys had out at Golf USA. Those were a hoot. It were a great idea uh, seeing lines of people waiting to get inside your store to try to get some merchandise in the summer to be able to have stuff for Christmas. I can't tell you over and over again how many people standing in line told us that's what they were looking for. That's what they were doing. A bunch of women showing up because they knew they got a chance to get some discounts for their husband's Christmas presents that they'd never see coming. And uh, it, it was always a big, fun time being able to hang out and do that. Yeah, no, I mean, th- those were uh, are definitely some of the hi- highlights of uh, the 29th. Uh, Moonlight Madness is, man, what a fun sale that was and uh, such high energy and uh, uh uh, a lot of customers through the door uh and uh, obviously with y'all's help uh us us achieving that but uh yeah there i mean there's just so many highs uh that we've had here so many good things and uh you know we'll definitely miss uh the customers because in this business it's not uh just the retail business should i say it's uh a business to where it's a lot of touch and feel and you've got to get to know the person and uh uh, reality is, is we created so many great relationships with our customers that uh, I'd like to say they feel like family and, and vice versa. Uh, so uh, we're going to miss that stuff. Uh, uh, that's for sure. But uh, I, I know that I can walk away from this uh, with my head high that we did great for the community. Uh, we did great for the game of golf in Texarkana. Uh, we helped a lot of people with their games and, uh, uh, helped a lot of people, uh, you know, just get out and enjoy something that uh, they wouldn't be able to enjoy if they were sitting on the couch. Right. So, uh, you're absolutely right, and right. and Texarkana Golf will miss you. I, I know that being part of it, and it is like you said, it's a business of ebbs and flows, and um, you know, there's there's good times and and then there's tough times, but um, I know that will be a missed shop for everybody and. Um, yeah, we're sorry to see it happen. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm I, I would, baffled. I, yeah, I wish there was a way around it, but <laughs> uh, you know, uh, it is it is what it is. Uh, and I I have a I don't know of anything, but I have a feeling that someone will will get the idea that um, hey, they could come in and put a shop in that's probably half the size that that I have and focus on uh, some some different things, uh, mainly club fitting and, uh, uh, focus on the hard goods side of it and, uh, club repair. 
and uh, do do well. Yeah, basically uh, so. a pro shop. That's what we used to have at the country clubs. Was a pro shop that that dealt that dealt with that kind of stuff. I need a notepad right now. Right. I want to write all this down really fast. <laughs> you may have to repeat some of that. <laughs> Tom, I got I got to let you go. I gotta let you go. I'm at the end of yeah. a segment here, but I, I want to thank you again for uh, for being so nice to Tony and I over the years, and it's been a great relationship. And we we thank you so much for the uh, the time, and wish you the best of luck. We we gotta I guess call over there and, and get a logo made. That may be the next thing. Yeah, well, we might be making your merchandise next That's week. You <laughs> never know. <laughs> Tom Parsons, it's great talking to you. You take care. All right. Y'all too. Thank you for the call. You bet. There you go. It's Tom Parsons, Golf USA. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Last segment coming up next. We're on Leaving the Yard. Chuck, Zach, Joey Bauman inside the Michelob Ultra Fan Cave Studio. You stick around. We're coming right back. Prepare for the future and reach your full potential at Liberty ILO ISD. At Liberty ILO, our educators will assist your child to become a college graduate and or career ready. We believe a safe and secure environment provides the peace of mind necessary for the pursuit of excellence. Our school environment gives our students and staff the freedom to pursue and achieve the highest levels of performance. As we say at Liberty ILO, leopard pride never dies. Today we decided to walk to school. At the corner, we waited to cross the street. The stoplight counted down. 15, 14. 31, I mean 13. We took a left on Carroll Garden Street. Loud music was coming from a car. Danny's a smart kid, but he gets so distracted. There were so many other sounds. I didn't know what to focus on. Danny, earth to Danny. Suddenly he realized he forgot his homework again. I left my homework on the table. At the school steps, we hugged goodbye. I really hope he doesn't have another bad day at school today. When you can see learning and attention issues from their side, you can be on their side. That's why there's understood.org, a free online resource for the parents of the one in five kids with learning and attention issues. Get personalized recommendations, practical tips, daily access to experts, and more. Go from misunderstanding to understood.org. Brought to you by Understood in the Ad Council. We're back. Welcome back. Ten minutes till six o'clock. Leaving the yard. Chuck, Zach, Joey Bauman. Tony Kirk's going to be back in next week on Monday. Uh, Dodger Danny Williams going to be with him Monday. I'm out all next week until Friday. It's AP conference time next week in Fort Worth. Yeah. So it's going to be hot, and I'm not going to be here. So uh, somebody else gets to deal so with. Tony's going to call me to come in. <laughs> He's got Danny on Monday. I don't know what he's going to do the rest of the week. Who in, I can fill in airspace. He may have J-Bo. There's no telling who's coming in on the, on the rest of the week. That's not my problem today. No. You're my problem today. Ooh. Joey Bauman in here with the Bronco shirt. Your Broncos all over the NFL news this week. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, somebody in the uh, Walmart family believes they've got some value left. Well, it's, I'll tell you this. It's a smart buy because based off of inflation and the way that all prices are going, yeah. they're going to look at this and go, I can't believe you bought this for, what was it, $4.65 billion? Billion, yeah. Th- and that's going to be a deal. In five years, 
that will be unheard of. So it was a brilliant business decision. And the as long as the culture and the character can stay in line with what Bowen set up, yeah. what Peyton Manning and John Elway have, you know, tried to continue throughout the years, what I believe Russell Wilson will also continue. If they can sustain that, it'll be amazing. I'm reading they're flirting with Peyton about coming on board as advisory role. Mm -hmm. Is that what I'm seeing? Yeah. Well, you'd be crazy <laughs> not to. I think oh. it was just a matter of money and stake of ownership. And, you know, Peyton lives there. So, Oh, um, Peyton's living in Denver still? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? So, um, you know, that's that's his home. So, I brought... I mean, one of I shouldn't homes. say his home, but <laughs> it's one of his homes. I know it, you know New Orleans will probably always be his home. Yeah, but, whatever. Um, no, but he, yeah, he lives there, and um, yeah, it, it, it makes sense. He's a brilliant-minded person with football. Yeah. Oh, no question. So I, I think it'd be amazing, and I think you know between I think Elway's probably going to step back a little bit. I think Peyton's could be the next future of that, yeah. just like he was at quarterback. Yeah, and uh, and I think it'll be you know again character and culture. Now. Denver may be in the toughest division in the NFL this next year. Mm -hmm. We know how good Kansas City is. I'm I'm listening constantly to people picking the Chargers to win the AFC this next year. The Raiders are trying to get right after the Gruden debacle. They've added Devontae Adams. They've went free agent and added some big ticket players to their their team. Mm -hmm. And then there's Denver who made the move to finally address the quarterback situation since Peyton by acquiring Russell Wilson. Are the Broncos the fourth best team in this division, or are they going to surprise somebody? Can I be very honest? Yeah, no. Okay. So That's I, what I'm expecting. I, I think that the Kansas City Chiefs are a train that has been riding the, the rail a little bit hot. Really? And that thing's going to just come apart. Really? Uh, the, the Patrick Mahomes hype, he's a good quarterback. I think you know it. he's fun to watch, but... That is that's something that's not sustainable, as we talked about in you know a couple segments. Wait, ago. wait, wait! What's not sustainable about it? Uh, I think his method towards throwing, his method towards playing, his uh, uh, high risk, high reward. Yes. Okay. I think that that's going to be. Thank you. That that's going to be a, a really hard thing to sustain over the years. Um, and he, uh, he's, I mean, he practices these goofy throws in a game time situation, which is a brilliant idea. <laughs> but then you go, okay, well, how much time are we spending on the fundamentals and fundamentals? And, and you watch the Patriots for years, and you watch you know, what you know, Tom Brady's doing in, in Tampa Bay now, and you go, okay, fundamentals obviously work. I'm worried that that train's going to run off the rails. All right. The Raiders, um, Josh McDaniels, I hope, surprises me. We had him in Denver. Right. Um, we saw what happens when he starts button heads with players. Yep. When he starts, when people question Josh, he's not real open to but it. But is he an older, wiser Josh McDaniel now? He's learned. I can't do it the way I did it. Absolutely, people don't change. <laughs> so, so he, forget he, about he he's learned. Smart. He's wiser. Right. He's older, but he's still who he is. You're still going to be, you know, stubborn and and uh, <laughs> you know. I, I just think that he's going to as soon as. Somebody questions him, it's going to be like, I know the best, I learned from the best, right. I am the best. Oh, wow, okay. And then so now, to me, the Chargers are right there. Okay. I think that they're going to be probably the best, if not the second best team. I would put Denver as the best or the second best team. Really? Assuming you can keep culture. Now, I like Nathaniel Hackett. I think he's an incredible coach. I think he's a player's coach, which is what we needed. I think he gets people motivated, gets people excited. Um, but 
it's you know all the pieces have to come together for Denver. So if I'm asking you now, you're going to rank them Denver one, Chargers two, Chiefs three, Raiders four. Yes, and I'll even humble myself and go Chargers one, Denver two. Denver two, two. okay. Kansas City getting the playoffs in your world. I, Are they going to get one of those wild card spots? We've expanded the wild card a little bit. Mm-hmm. Does that help the Chiefs? Yes, I think the Chiefs make the playoffs. I think you're going to see three AFC West teams okay. in the playoffs. All right. And I think it'll be Denver, uh, San Diego, or L.A. Whatever. <laughs> right. It's just Chargers. The Chargers. And then uh, Kansas City. All right. And and the Raiders, I think, will be an amazing organization. Derek Carr's unbelievable. I mean, he's a great character, culture person with incredible skills. Is he Aaron Rodgers? Uh, I I think with the right really mix, watch it, it now. Your mother may be. Uh... I know, <laughs> I know. My mom's a big Packers fan. I got to give a shout out to her. She's uh, yeah, yeah, huge Packers fan all of her life. So she had, she left a head cover here actually last time she was here. So. Nice Packer uh, head cover. I have to look at it yeah. in my office yeah, every good. day. I'm like, that's, oh. that's a reminder of your mother. That's yes. good. Yes. So. But, no, it, it's going to be a fun season. There's so many things going on with football. So when football comes around, I could – that's my passion, well, we'll my love. we'll get you back. Yeah. I, I love it. I love working at a golf course, but football is – Somehow you need to combine the two. You need to oh, think gosh. about this as you're thinking outside the box, like Tom Parsons talking logos. Right. Some kind of football-golf hybrid. God, that scares yeah, me. Yeah, somebody did pickleball. Look what it's done. I know, but – People get off the car path and I get crazy. So <laughs> I don't know what football is going to do out there. <laughs> That's Jimmy Bauman. Appreciate you coming in. And thanks to Tom Parsons for hopping on with us today. Last show of the week. Again, Tony will be back on Monday with Danny Williams as they'll run you through another edition of Leaving the Yard. I'm Chuck Zach. Appreciate you tuning in today. We'll be back with you again. Well, they will on Monday. I'll talk to you guys again next Friday right here on Leaving the Yard. 1079 The Fan. A war is being waged against children through abortion and school shootings. The massacre in Uvalde made us grieve.